I love people so much that it, it's hard for me to be alone. That music, it keeps me glued to life. I don't even know how much you need me to. I might. That was from Maestro. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. Late in life, Leonard Bernstein, played by Bradley Cooper, has regrets. If summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. Something she told me. And the she he's referring to is his late wife, Felicia Montalegra Cone, who's played by Carrie Mulligan. As he reminisces, he goes back to right before he met his life partner. He goes back to when he was given the chance to conduct the New York Philharmonic for the first time. He can be the first great American conductor. And after that triumph, he winds up at a party thrown by his sister Shirley, who's played by Sarah Silverman. It was fate. Hello, I'm Lenny. Hello, Felicia. And from there, Lenny and Felicia get to know each other. And Lenny discovers that Felicia is an up-and-coming actor who's on the cusp of a big break. But even more importantly to him, there's something special in the air when she's around. <laughs> so how long do we have to do this for? Well, we need to build up a very strong connection. everything won't come up roses for the couple. After all, when dealing with someone like Lenny, you have to sacrifice many things. But Felicia's sure she knows him and what she's getting into. As his mentor says, Oh, she's so beautiful. Tell me about her. Oh, she's wonderful. She's a lovely girl. What age are we living in? One can be as free as one likes without guilt or confession. (laughs) Please, I know exactly who you are. And who he is includes his never-ending relationships with men, starting with David Oppenheim, a successful clarinetist played by Matt Bomer. As Shirley tells Felicia, there's a... Price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. So Felicia bears witness to the dying embers of Lenny's relationship with David, only to be thrust into the burgeoning flames of his attraction to Tommy, who's played by Gideon Glick. But she's quite sober on the subject. It's just so ironic. I would look at everyone, even my own children, with such pity because of their longing for his attention. It was, it was sort of a banner I wore so proudly. I don't need. I don't need. And <laughs> look at me now. Who's the one who hasn't been honest? And she's not alone. Seemingly, everyone in Bernstein's orbit must accept some sort of deception, including their oldest daughter, Jamie, who's played by Maya Hawke. But Lenny will have to confront the truth of his life with Felicia and what she means to him after they receive some terrible news. But as always, they decide to try to find the bright side of a disaster. I'm thinking of a number. (laughs) No, you have to think. (laughs) (laughs) And in the end, he'll have to think as well. He won't be the same afterward. 
If Summer doesn't sing it, then nothing sings again. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. All right, maestro, before we get into it, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for watching us and remind you that liking, sharing, subscribing, um, and commenting is a way for you to uh, show your support. Yeah, give us those comments. <laughs> and keep in mind, as you do, that I've watched this. That's why I'm reviewing it as the critic. And the producer hasn't. So the producer will give her reaction to what she saw in the plot summary, whether she would watch it based on that and on what I have to say. So speaking of that producer, how can people see Maestro? Yeah, so Maestro um, will be available on Netflix as of December the 20th. And um, it was actually a limited release in theaters uh, on November 22nd. So maybe you were in a market where you've already got a chance to see it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to that from Netflix, probably not, so it's okay. Uh, now, obviously, this is a biopic, and Bradley Cooper, once again, is directing here and co-writing. So we saw a Star, a Star is Born, his debut that way. Here he is again, back to doing music. Yeah. Um, before we dive in, just quickly, there was a bit of controversy over his appearance as Bernstein, you know, because mm. Bernstein's Jewish, he is not, mm. the prosthetics. What I will say is Bernstein's family approved. Mm. They were a part of this, they approved. And I will say, he looks like Bernstein. I mean, <laughs> do with that what you will. Uh, it's great prosthetic work. Now, yes. whether it should be there or not, that's up to you to determine. Mm -hmm. It's great prosthetic work. And of course, they didn't mean to offend. Who does? Mm -hmm. Who really does? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, when I saw when I saw the, the first shot, I was like, I was at to make sure like Bradley Cooper, like I know what that guy looks like, right? So it wasn't until the first flashback. So, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that was him. And and then of course, you you can tell it was the prosthetics and you can see him in it. In it. But that was really, yeah, I thought they were really well done. Yeah. And he has to age him. Yeah. So, you know, uh, when it comes to that, and, and the he here is Katsu Hiro. He created the prosthetics. And we'll probably get awards for it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so that was their challenge, also aging him, uh, making that believable. Like you're saying, still seeing Bradley in there, but seeing Bernstein and having expressiveness. So if you're going to do prosthetics, I don't think you could do any better than this. But just to address that, also, you know, some people had a problem. Well, he's not Jewish and Carrie Mulligan is not the same background as Felicia. So, you know, we're in a time now where if you're acting in a certain role, then you have to be a member of the same group. Yes. Okay. Why don't we just not have actors? Just do documentaries. At a certain point. Now, there's a controversy. Where is the line? Where do you draw it? And when? Right? We're not going to get into that now. Um, so, you can hear the actor coming out of me. Because I'm like, I don't want to be told not to play something. It's just a part of me. Um, but, you know, I get some of the concerns. Sometimes. Now, with that out of the way, producer, let's get to what's important, to be honest. 
and it's this movie itself, is it worth your time? If you are somebody who appreciates this kind of music, yeah. Because what's not in the plot summary as well, uh, producer, is all of these different people who were uh, contemporaries of Bernstein, who were friends of his and so on. So you get a glimpse of Jerome Robbins. If you know who that is, you go, oh, Jerome Robbins. Oh, Aaron Copeland. Okay, there he is. Comden and Green are at that party when his uh, sister's party where he meets Felicia. So there's that sprinkled around. Now, before I continue in the review, though, producer, with all of that said, because I didn't go back to you, would you watch this? Let's start there. Because I know this is kind of your world when it comes to music. Yeah, I would watch this. This is definitely something I would watch. Now, <clears throat> it's a Netflix thing. Do you think it warrants going to a theater? Not really, even though I see that a theater may enhance the, like going to see it in the theater may enhance the experience. I think you could still watch something like this from home. Yeah, I would say if... <laughs> If you got your speakers going, that kind of thing, yeah. Because what you heard in the plot summary is a lot of the movie. It's a lot of that soundtrack playing. A lot of what you could call the score from Bernstein. It's his music. Um, so it's that is a almost a character in the film itself. And along with that, when they are dealing with what we see on screen, because you could see when he's um, his oldest self in the movie, it's not, the aspect ratio is normal, right? We get the boxes when he reminisces, which is smart. And so when, when we see what he's remembering, we're taken back all the way back, then it closes in to that uh, tighter aspect ratio and it's black and white. And then it turns into color as we go through, but still on the box. So it's very clear on screen where we are visually. Even how close the camera gets varies depending on the level of intimacy that Bradley wants us to have with the characters. So already just from that, I was going, they really have thought about this. They thought about everything. Frankly, right on the screen at the beginning, producer, there's a quote from Bernstein and it says, I'll read it, a work of art does not answer questions, it provokes them, and its essential meaning is in the tension between the contradictory answers. Yes. That's this movie in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. That's even some of the early reaction to it. I wonder what people's reaction will be when they see it. That's the question as well. Now, when it comes to pace, you saw a bit of it in the plot summary producer where they're literally running from one scene and set to the next. Like this, if you're going to tell this story, that's inspired to do it that way. And they even uh, weave not only music, but dance into the story. Um, but not in a movie musical sort of way. It's more like a dream, a whirlwind. That's, that's closer to it. Now, there are plenty of moments when they slow it down, they're talking, you know, music is doing a lot of the work as the score, and they do find uh, the right rhythms often. And they often sound like people actually talking. I mean, this is back a few decades, of course, when we're dealing with this, and the way people spoke 
then and in this environment was different. So I think that was actually uh, something that was very commendable where they were speaking the way they would have spoken, but it sounded like real people at the same time. Now, another thing, the whole stage, literally and figuratively, is weaved into this film quite successfully. Again, just running into the stage, why not? But also, Felicia has her own career. How do you fit that in, right? I really thought this was an inspired presentation. On the screen, sound, editing, just inspired. But I had a question. Is this really how I wanted to experience Bernstein? Is there really enough to his relationship with Felicia to transfix? That was my question. Is it of substance? Yeah, obviously. But what about variety? It, after a while, it was kind of like the same, the same, the same. Because there are three parts really to their relationship on screen. The courtship, fun. Then the constant acceptance of betrayal. That's where it got a little long to me. I got it. And then, of course, you get the end. Now, toward the end, there's this scene where they're at the doctors. You'll see it. That's what I thought this film needed a little more of. It was shocking in its directness. Not trying to shock, but just in it, its sober take on that moment. It was just, this is how it is. You'll see it. You are in their position when that doctor enters the room. So it, it, that was, I just wanted a little more of that to take us out of this whole same thing where is he with her or not? Is he faithful? Does she accept it? Did she know what she was getting into? Does she forgive herself for that? A little more. Now, of course, they have music as a way to grab you as well. That was just the one thing where I don't know. Now, it's not a major gripe because I get it. I get what they were doing. Everything is accomplished. I mean, you have intelligent performances, not only from Bradley, who's, you know, doing all kinds of stuff in front of him behind the camera, but uh, Carrie Mulligan and, and everyone else, you know, it, they know what they're doing. I think that Sarah Silverman does a great job, to be honest, a great job playing his sister, uh, almost effortless, to be honest, in just the carriage of her body you could see it in some of those scenes i don't what what can i say your boy matt bomer you're going oh white collar i know you <laughs> white collar you know yep put him in there and so on and gideon playing the other one that is stealing bernstein's attentions and even the people who play some of the uh characters who are just in there for a little moment it's just, you know, Bradley understands acting and he understands how to present a story as an actor as well via the director's chair. He did it in A Star is Born. He's done it again here. Again, co-writing with Josh uh, Singer as well and being smart enough to have Bernstein's family involved. Very smart, because this that it would have been done if he didn't. Um, so it, again, accomplished, intelligent, 
everybody's committed, everybody's game, and it has a pervasive air of elegance, which I think is very appropriate for Bernstein. So there you go with Maestro. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I appreciate what they've done. All right. So there you go with that, producer. Now, with that said, how would you experience this? Are you still going to curl up on your couch with that blanket you just had? Yeah, I am. Yeah. 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 It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, that's a comfortable way to watch it. Yeah. Unless, again, you just really want to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. by it. Then that would be an argument for the theater. I think it would work either way. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going. 